Are you there? Love Talk Radio. Michael Gray, Associate Minister of Tech and Baptist Church, Walter, Virginia. I'd like to thank Apostle Mercer for this time and I, and letting God speak to me to his people. This morning, the scripture will be coming from Luke 17, 11 to 19, and it, and it reads, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into the village, ten men who had left to met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, had pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? He has no one returned to give him praise to God except this foreigner. Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Amen, amen. What we find in the text, Jesus was traveling along on his way to Jerusalem. When he ran into ten men that had leprosy, 
ten men that were unclean and cried out, Master, have pity on us. Have you ever cried out and asked God to have pity on you? Have you ever been in this state that the, the ten leprosy men find themselves in? When you had leprosy, you were separated from everyone else. You couldn't come up into the midst of the crowd. You had to stand up to the side. But this morning, I want to focus on the word thank you. Thank you is a hard word for us sometimes to use because we believe and we think that he has to do it. As growing up as a child, after we said mama and daddy, the next thing we would learn to say is thank you. We were always taught that word as it showed a sign of gratitude. As we look out into the world today, thank you has been thrown to the bag brother because somehow we get it in our mind and in our thoughts that what God does for us, he has to do. He allows us to wake up every morning. Do we thank him? He allows us traveling mercy every day. Do we thank him? Or do we go on our separate way like nothing happened? Are you grateful this morning that he allowed you to get up this morning? Have you told the Lord, thank you? He didn't have to let you get up this morning. You could have been laying there on your deathbed this morning, but he allowed you to get up. He allowed you the activities of your limb. He allowed you to put clothes on this morning. I want to know, do you have a thank you? As we translate it from childhood to adulthood, the word thank you follows us right along because that was a sign of respect. The older generation used to tell us all the time, you have good manners. Why? Because this is what your parents instilled in you to tell the older folks or tell whoever did anything for you to thank you. Sometimes the things that we receive are really what we want, but we have to be grateful anyhow. We have to be thankful because he didn't have to do it. He didn't have to give you one thing, but he did. And we, at times, we take that for granted. We don't, we don't, we, sometimes we, we go on like tomorrow, is promised that we're going to see tomorrow. You better begin to thank him today. If you look around the world today and the way things are happening and people are leaving here and we're waiting for to thank him, you better thank him right now. You better thank him for your life that you were able to rise up this morning, that you were able to be here. Because you didn't have to be here. He could have took you last night. He could have took you early this morning. But he allowed you one more day. And just because he's allowed me one more day, I had nothing but gratitude for him. I had nothing but a thank you for him because he didn't have to do it. 
Now, sometimes when we forget to say thank you, and that, that isn't a good word because we never should forget to say thank you. It's immediately brought to our attention that someone has done something for you. And when someone has done something for you, the proper word is thank you. Some of us receive things and we don't say thank you. We receive his glory. We receive his praise. We receive his blessing. And we walk on like, this is just another day. We forget to say thank you. We take what he's given us and we go on and we never say thank you. We, we find that while he was on his way to Samaria, that wasn't that would a friendly territory. In other words, he was entering enemy territory. Have you ever, ever entered somewhere that you weren't supposed to be? And you know right from the, from the fact that people didn't like you, but you went there anyway? But on, on his way, he met these lepers. They were considered outsiders. They, 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 they were not like me and you. They were outsiders. People looked at them different. Have someone ever looked at you different because the way you dress, because the way you talk? They look at you different. And and on his way, they 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 cried out to him. And they 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 wanted they wanted God to, to make them over. And sometimes when we get there, we cry out to him. And after he does it, we don't acknowledge that he does it. We go on. We keep on about our everyday life. We don't worry about what he did yesterday. We worry about what can we get from him today. And we never, ever say the word thank you. These lepers, they had believers. And nobody wanted to come in contact with them. Nobody. There are people that we see today that are outsiders. They keep their distance. They, they don't socialize, and they don't want to be bothered. And nothing is wrong with us. But we somehow, we get uppity, and we act like we have everything under control. We have it all together. But sometimes you have to go in the midst of the wolves to save someone. You can't look at the diseases. You can't look at what they've been through. You have to go in and look for it, try to help to bring them out. Leprosy was a sin in the Bible. You know all about sin. Sin is something that all of us have done. We've fallen short of his glory. But he offers us repentance. But here we go again. A lot of us, we don't repent of our sins. We just keep on. And he brings us out. And he brings us out. And we go back in. We go back in. And he brings us out again. And never one time do we stand up and we say, thank you for saving my life. Thank you for bringing me out. We just go on out every day. Say that everyone that has leprosy was guilty. Because we, we too become distant from people. 
But when we're in the presence of the Lord, we shouldn't be scared of what can happen to us. He said that he's with us even to the end of the time. Well, he's going to be with us when we go to these places. Let's see, call the 10 men to cry out. We should cry out to the Lord when we get caught in sin. We should cry out, ask them, Lord, step into the midst of my situation. Come into my place. Clean me up. Make me new. Renew me. But our pride and the shame that we deal with won't allow us to do it. Sin can cause us to be distant from God. Why? Because God is holy, number one. And God isn't going to be in the presence of mess. Also, it dooms us to all eternity. We have to get this thing right. That when we sin, just as the lepers, lepers, the men were, were dirty. Our only way to get clean is to call out to the name of the Lord. Hey, Lord, ask him. Come into our situations. And after he's done what he's done, after he's renewed our spirit, after he's restored to us, and we say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for saving my life this morning. I know it could have been the other way. Lord, I thank you for never giving up on me when I gave up on myself. Lord, I know now that you are the best thing that ever happened to me. See, this is the kind of conversation we have to have with the Lord. But we don't because we somehow or another put the Lord on the back burner. And we only use him when we need to. We don't use him every day. We use him when we need him. And most of the time, when we need him, we're in trouble. When we find ourselves caught in the sin, these things doesn't bring God glory, no matter what you do. If we don't repent, if we don't ask for forgiveness, that thing hangs on to us, and it follows us around. We carry it everywhere we go. You might not tell people that you've been what you've been into, but they already know because it's following you. We have to get fall to our knees, begin to cry to Jesus, ask him to save us. When we cry, the good news is it doesn't fall on the ears. He hears us. We must know this morning that he's our savior. He's our redeemer. He's, our, he's everything that we need. And he cares for us. He's, he's compassionate. He cares. He cares. His concern, he has concern for us. He will come to see about us no matter where we are. But we have to put our hope, our trust, and our faith in him, knowing that he can do all things. We, when we deserve things, we're under a death warrant. 
Jesus, he don't owe us nothing. But he gives us grace. And that's the reason to be thankful this morning. And because of his grace and mercy that I'm here this morning. There's nothing that I've done. Because the truth be told, I would have messed it up a long time ago. I've been over by the hillside, sleeping in my grave. But he didn't allow that because I had a thankful heart. Now, I didn't always have a thankful heart. Sometimes I forget to say thank you. But then I remember, and he brings it back to me, of the things that he's done for me. And I immediately began to cry out and say, thank you, Lord. And sometimes we think we got to have the best of everything. We need a new job. We got to have a new car. We need a new home. And most of the time, we even think we need a new spouse. But you know what we really need this morning? We need a closer walk with me. We need a relationship with Jesus this morning. A lot of us are going away from here and we don't have a relationship. We're waiting for tomorrow. What tomorrow is in promise. I come by to tell you this morning that if you're here today, you're only here because he allowed you to be. He didn't tell you that you'll be here tomorrow. So ain't no need to wait for tomorrow. We have to remember the only way is to, is to come, uh, the only way we're going to get to the Father is through Jesus. There's no way around it. We, we, when we do this, that's when we shall receive his grace. Look, it doesn't take a long time to get saved. It doesn't take years, months, or weeks. It takes the confession of your mouth and the belief in your heart. But do we really believe that he's who he says he is? Do you really believe that he can heal all of your wounds? Do you believe that he can save your life? Do you believe that? It's, that's, that's between you and God. You have to know whether you believe that or not. I believe that he's always that he said he was going to be. And I believe that he has the power to do anything that he wants to do. We have to come out of this situation that we find ourselves in. We have to come out and begin to give God praise. For example, we sit down in church and we wait for the king to tell us to give God praise. Well, if you know that God has done anything good for you, you shouldn't have to wait for no cue. You shouldn't, you, whoever's sitting next to you, that shouldn't even bother you. You should be able to stand to your feet and give God praise. When we go to the ball games, when we watch the ball games on television, we better tell the little one down. But when we go to church, we're quiet as church in the house. We don't even get up. We don't even acknowledge who he is. But we forget that he woke us up this morning. He started us on our way. He gave us life this morning. And we don't even have a thank you. Boy, that, that, that's sad. That's sad when we can't even thank the Lord for all that he's done. When we look around and we see these things with our eyes and we realize that he's given us sight, such as to the Bible, everything that he's done, the people will thank him. 
they were thanking because they realized that he didn't have to do it, but he did it because of his love for us, because that he cares for us. We as a human person have to get out of that thinking, that mindset that 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 he's going to do it because we want him to do it. No, he's going to do it because of his love. But he doesn't charge us anything but for our praise and worship. And sometimes we have a hard time of giving giving him that. We sit there. We sit there. We sit there. And he's tugging at you. And he's saying, get up. Tell him your story. Tell him how I brought you through. Tell him how I carried you through. And we sit right there. And we wait. God is doing it for you this morning. Now, he, he had healed ten men, but only one came back. One. This morning, I want to know, are you that one? Are you that one that will come back and tell him thank you? Are you that one? Or did you just jump up and go on your way. What 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 have you done this morning? Are you here to tell them thank you, or are you just going through the motion? You you getting yourself ready for whatever you're going to do today, and you haven't even told God thank you. He opened your eyes this morning, but yet you haven't told him thank you. Are you the one that came back? Have you came back? He said, thank you. Did you tell Jesus, thank you for keeping you this morning? Because he didn't have to keep you, but he kept you anyway. Did you tell him, thank you for saving you when your life was just about to be out of here? And you didn't have no one to turn to, no one to talk to. He saved you. Have you thanked him for all that he's done for you? He put a roof over top of your head. He put clothes on your back. He put food on the table. He made a way for you out of no way. When things were going south for you, he showed up. Have you come this morning to tell him thank you? Have you thanked him for healing you? When the doctor said, this is it, baby. We can't do no more. There's no more medicine. There's no more chemo. There's no more radiation. There's no more pills. There's no more shots. This is it. And God stepped in and said, no, my child, I'm not done with you. He removed cancer from your body. He removed diabetes from your body. He lowered your high blood pressure. He did all this for you. But have you thanked him? Have you thanked him for delivering you, setting you free? You were in jail. You were trapped in your mind. People thought you were crazy. You were losing it. God freed your mind. And you are able to speak now the things of God. And you tell people wherever you go the things that God is saying to you and about them. Are you thankful? Do you tell them thank you for your family? Do you tell them thank you for my house, my car, my job? All these things that we have are material things. And the Bible tells us that material things will we we can't carry material things when we go away from here. But when we begin to thank him and we begin to give him praise and we begin to lift him up, we find out that sharing the Lord will, when we first start, it doesn't look like 
anything's happening, but suddenly the Lord will pay off after a while. It's paying off now. It's paying off right now because we begin to thank him and we'll begin to see the, the manifestations of his blessing. Did you thank him for waking you up this morning? You you could your eyes could could still be closed. You couldn't be, you might not be able to see. God did it for you on today. And I want to know, have you thanked him for it? Or are you up and about and you're going on your way? I want to, I come to tell you this morning, thank you, Lord. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for doing it. Even when I forget to say thank you. Lord, we, thought, we, we serve a mighty God. And all you have to do is thank him this morning. And let him come into the midst of your situation on today. Oh, oh, I, I know we serve a God that's able and can do all things except fail. But don't forget to thank him as you go throughout your day. Because as you look back on it, he didn't have to do it, but he did it anyway. Amen. 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 Do I, uh, anyone need to pray this morning? This yes, morning. can you give us a corporate prayer for everybody? Yes, yes That's great. That's Father, once again, Lord, we come. Lord. Oh, Lord, we just come to say thank you this morning. Oh, Lord, we thank you for those that forgot to thank you this morning. We come lifting up your name, Lord, asking you to God to command this day, God. We ask you to go ahead of us, God, that you would remove every obstacle, every every distraction out of our way this morning, that we may be able to give you the glory and the praise this morning. Lord, we, it doesn't matter what we're going through on today. What matters is that, that, you, that you're God and you're God alone. Oh, God, speak to us on today. Give us a right now word, God, wherever we go, that we may that we may stand on that word and follow that word through. Oh God, we we're grateful this morning. We're just grateful for the things that you continue to do, Lord. Everything might not be going our way, and that's okay too. But as long as we're here on this side in the land of the living, Lord, we can't do nothing but say thank you, Lord. Because right now, Lord, we're watching so many people that go, going on the air, God. And we, the good thing about it, God, is that we're not one. We're still here. Father, we bless your holy name on this morning. We give you praise, honor, and glory. It's in Jesus' mighty name. We all say amen. Amen and amen. amen.
Writer says that I will follow you. Yes, I will follow God. Truly, the Lord has blessed many artists to be able to praise and worship Him. He has given them so many awesome uh, CDs and music and albums. So we will want to acknowledge them and slow down and say that all rights belong to the artist. It is their music. And we are here to glorify Zion, to glorify God, and to play those CDs and encourage you to go out and get them so you can better praise God. This particular cut is called Follow by uh, Ted Darley and Keir Hears. I can never say that. Uh, Miss Hears herself, she's on this uh, album. It's called Follow, and we want to encourage you to just go ahead and enjoy it, to enjoy the worship. It is nothing like praising and worshiping God. And just listen to the many artists who just want to reverence him and to glorify him. Matter of fact, there's another one by Joe Joe uh, Keery, and we want to uh, – Keir, I'm sorry, Joe Keir. I'm having a time with these names today. It's J-O-K-I-A. Let us listen to Yahweh. And God bless you. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. Get up and praise God. Amen. I 
Yes, truly, that Jesus is that bond in Gilead. God bless you again. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. And as Karen Clark Shears says, that Jesus is that bond in Gilead. You know, because of his death, his burial, and his resurrection, that truly he was that lamb sacrifice. He is the repair of the breach. And he is the one that the angel of God that was sacrificed for us, the lamb of God that God had used to make petition for us because of our sins, because of our separation, because of our lies and dirt, because of our things that we are doing, that we are hiding in the closet and don't want it to come out in the light. Uh Uh-oh, that God is the bomb in Gilead. We thank God for that. We thank God that he is the lamb, that Jesus is Lord. You know, when I looked at that, it made me think of, as I told you before, I met a girl from the South, that old country girl, and there's a lot of things that you can find unique and special in the country that you can't find in the city. And one of the things is we have those homemade sads, so that we call them camp oil, or we call them bombs or some type of moisturizer that we use as a grease or as a uh, um, a stimulant to heal our bodies. My mom used to pull out that little can of camphor oil, and she said this helped with cold sores, it helps with blisters, it helps with dry skin. If there is something that needs to be healed, that you can use this uh, this balm or this camphor oil, and it has a medication that will heal anything from uh, skin rashes, um, any type of little breakout infection or bacteria, and she will pull it out. And I thank God for that in so many things that we have found in the earth that we can use to heal our bodies, that it is so nice that we can replenish ourselves and heal ourselves through the grace and mercy of God for the things that he has put here. I remember when I couldn't find that particular camp of oil in the city. I went to Rite Aid. I went to all these little stores. I tried to find it. And then my grandmother said, you know, uh, Vaseline will do the same thing. I said, huh? She said, yes. She said that has healing properties in it. She said not only will it uh, soften skin, but if you have a burn or a cut, she said try that uh, Vaseline and watch and see Want to heal up your skin. Good God Almighty. There is so much, beloved, to be grateful for. There is so much to be thankful for. As we heard today and as we was looking at Luke 17, verses 11 through 19, again, that's Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, Minister Gray spoke about that Jesus cleansed the ten lepers. I'll say it again, that Jesus cleansed. Nobody else can clean you. Nobody else can purify you. Nobody else can make you whole totally but the blood of the Lamb, but Jesus himself. We thank God for the death, burial, and resurrection. We thank God for salvation because truly we thank God that we have medicines, we have doctors, we have nurses. We have all those things in hospitals, and we thank God that even God applied what we need when we had COVID 
all over this land, all over the world, that it was already sitting there, that there are medications that will help with polio. There are medications that will help with COVID. There are medications that will help with colds and flus and pneumonias, that God has already replenished the earth and supplied the earth with what we need to be clean, beloved. And this is why God let Jesus come and die for us because he is the one that can cleanse us from our sin. You know, when I was looking at Luke 17, verses 11 through 19, something stood out that I thought about, and it's an actual word. I want you to look at it. It's very important that when you see this, that God is telling us how we can move in the cleansing, how we can move in the faith of miracles, how we can move so that we can be blessed by God. I'm going to read it for you. It says in verse 13, and they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. There it is right there. When you repent of your sin, when you recognize that you need someone greater than yourself, when you add a state in your life, hey, that you need the grace and mercy of God, that you got to lift up your voice, beloved, and call out to the great I am, the El Shaddai, the Elohim. You got to call out and say, God, have mercy on me. Good God Almighty. And when Jesus saw them, he said to him, here it is, go, show yourself unto the priest. I said again, go. Go is the action word. When you go, that means that you are going by faith or you are going with determination. That means that you are moving. It says move yourself unto the priest. In other words, that they believe that they took the word of God, applied it to their lives, did what he said do, and they got blessed. Uh-oh, I said again. That God said, go. And I'm telling you today, beloved, go by faith. Go by trust. Go by supplication. Go by humbleness. Ah, go by the mercy and favor of God. Go until each and every day humble and say, God, have mercy on me. I'm asking you to bless me today, to be the best person that I can be, to give me traveling mercy up and down the road. God, as I go out, even right here, wake up from my slumber and just move about today, God, as I go around in faith, that God have mercy on me, that you would keep me, that you would heal me, and that you would bless me. See, when you started out by calling on the Lord and when you asked God to bless you as you go, and then God took it from it, he said, go ahead and prove this thing that I'm able to clean you. Go ahead and prove to anyone that I'm blessing you. Go ahead and say that you're saved. Hey, go ahead and say that you're a child of God. Go to the unbelievers and say, look at the light that's in my life to see what God has done for me. When you go by faith, beloved, it says here that it came to pass that as they went and they followed God's order, they followed his command, they did what he told them to do, that they were cleansed that you will be cleansed by the word of God. Hey, hallelujah, that you will be cleansed by the knowledge of God, that God said that if you believe on me, that you will have eternal life and you should not perish. 
So when you go by faith, and then I look down a little bit further, and it says here in verse 15, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back with a loud voice and glorified God. Good God Almighty. Don't you know that when you ask God for mercy, when you ask God for forgiveness, when you ask God for a chance to repent and to realize and make yourself humble and to recognize and confess to God that I'm a sinner, when you get to that state in your life hey, and you go in a turnaround and you move in a direction that you're able to launch your faith forward, that God can do anything but fail, that God was able to heal them, that God was able to have mercy on them, and that one of them, as they said, that he turned back and glorified God. Don't you know when you glorify God, when you praise him, it says here, and that fell down on his face at his feet. He was very humble. He got all the way down to the ground and gave thanks to God, and he was a Samaritan, that Jesus noticed that. Jesus noticed that, oh, my God, that here I had 10 people come to me and ask for a healing, and once they received the healing, that as you had heard earlier, that they went on about their business. They went on and decided to do what they wanted to do without giving God the praise, without giving God the recognition that we don't want to be like that, beloved, that we want to give God his glory. We want to give God his grace. And it says here that one of them, when he humbled himself and he glorified God, said, guess what? There's a second thing. If you look at that word, the word gives you information that can sustain you and help you for living. It says here that Jesus said, there are not found that return to give glory to God but the stranger. But God did something very special for him. And I want you to hear this. Look at verse 19. This is the most important scripture right here. In 17, besides that Jesus is a healer, but it says, And Jesus said unto them, Arise, go thy way, thy faith have made thee whole. I'll say it again. And he said unto them, Arise, go thy way, thy faith have made thee whole. Good God Almighty. Don't you know how that's how powerful that is? That when you have faith of a grain of a mustard seed, when you have that little teeny weeny faith and say, God, I'm going to believe you in spite of. I'm going to do what you say do. I don't want to be in a valley of dry bones, but God, if you say stay, I'll stay. Hey, hallelujah. I don't want to be up against those people that's chattering and complaining and, and pushing my back up against the wall, but God, if you say stand, that you will fight my battle for me. Good God Almighty. That God, that I don't even want to go to the doctor, but you said, God, you will supply all my needs. Hey, 
through your riches and glory. And God, if this is what you want for me, that you have made physicians and medicines, that God, I will go and believe by faith, hey, that the herbs and things that you have put on this earth, that it can heal me. Good God of my beloved. It says here that the word of God said, Arise, go thy way, thy faith. Thy faith. I say it again, thy faith. You got to have faith, beloved. My mom once said to me, she said, baby, if I lose my faith, I lose everything. I said, mama, but how can you believe something you can't see? Because she said it's faith. She said, try it. Talk to him. Praise him. Pray to him and ask him to come in your heart and watch him move mountains for you. Good God Almighty. He moved mountains and valleys. Woo! So I want to tell you that it's a faith walk. It's a faith journey. That you got to believe in spite of what everybody says, in spite of the boss, in spite of, in spite of the doctors, in spite of the friends, that you got to go forward by faith and believe that your God still can perform miracles, that your God still is alive, that your God still is the lily of the valley. Good God Almighty, I feel all right. That Jesus can cleanse your soul, that Jesus can cleanse your situation, that Jesus can cleanse the things that's going on your job. Hey, that Jesus can cleanse all those obstacles in your way. He's the same today as he was yesterday. He can call upon the angels to fight for you, to move things out of your way. He says that he left his Holy Spirit to give you comfort, to give you truth to teach you all manner of things, don't you know? That when you go by faith, you arise by faith. You move out on an actual word of go by faith. There is movement. My mother said, baby, if you make one step, God will make two. All you need to do is just, she said, just step out, just move forward. As he said, just go, just lean. <laughs> I dare you where you are today. You're sitting right there. You're listening to me on this radio. And I speak to all nations around the world. I want you to do this in unison with me, in a corporate or corporate move of God. I want you right now, wherever you are, I just want you to move forward just a little bit. I just want you to just lean forward just a little bit. I just want you to step forward just a little bit. Because we are all, and it says where two or three are gathered, that God is in the midst. I'll say it again. Where two or three are gathered, God is in the midst. Don't you know that we are showing God that we are moving by faith, that even if we just move the baby toe, the big toe, we just move the knee, we just move our shoulders, we just move our stomach, just move just a little bit to let God know that you're in unison, that you're in harmony. It's a simple thing, beloved. When you could just do a little bit, a grain of a mustard seed of faith to say, God, I'm going to go. I'm going to get up in the land of the living and be grateful. Look at the skies that you made. Hey, look at the vegetation that reproduces itself. Look at the winds blowing through the trees. Look at the birds. Ah, with all the different colors. Look at the seasons of the land. Oh, hallelujah, that God, that I am grateful that I woke up today 
and that I can receive all of this blessing. God, I'm going to go and give you a praise. I'm going to go and give you a prayer. I'm going to go, Father, and just give you humbleness. I'm going to go and prostrate myself. I'm going to go and read my words. I'm going to go and clap my hands. I'm going to go and just say hallelujah. I'm going to go to the house of the Lord. I'm going to go to a stranger and say God is. God, I am going to go by faith that my God is. Good God Almighty. It's powerful, beloved, that God is the same God today that he was yesterday. We just got to go. As my mother said, take one step and he'll take two. Times in my life, I couldn't take no step at all. <laughs> all I could do is just move my body a little bit and say, God, woe is me. Have mercy upon me. Oh, God, just touch me. Hey, hallelujah. It's nothing like it. It's nothing like loving the Lord. Good God Almighty. Here I was an atheist. I couldn't believe anything I couldn't see. But I got so low down in my life. I, I was such a persecutor of the Christians like Paul was against the Christians of God that I got to the point that I was blinded by my own ignorance. I was blinded by my own foolishness. I was blinded by my own selfishness. I was blinded to the things of sin of this world because I was caught up, beloved. I was caught up. But then I decided to do what Mama said. She said, go into your secret closet. Hey, she said, go right where you are and talk to God. She said, just go into the intercourse behind the veil. And I went right there and I said, God, if you be God, come into my heart, come into my life and show me. Good God Almighty. Not only did he touch my heart, and I looked around because I knew someone was in the room, but I couldn't see it. It was warm below. Hey, I looked around. I said, oh, my God. Tears came down my eyes, and I felt the presence of God. You know, I'm going to stop right there because I'm a woman of prayer. I really believe in the power of prayer. Hey, hallelujah. And my grandbaby uh, came to see me. And he stopped over the weekend. And he's four years old. He just turned five. And when I see him, I always pray over him. I always lay hands on him. But this particular time, he he was in my office, and I got all, as I say, my Jesus books. And I got everything that, that has taught me. And he came into the little office, and he said, Nana. I said, yeah. He said, what you doing? I said, I'm praying to God for you. I said, you want to pray? He said, yes. I said, raise your hands. He raised his hands. I said, Jesus. He said, Jesus. I said, ask him to come in your life. He said, Jesus, come in my life. I said, say, save me. He said, God, save me. Hey. It was action that my little grandson took at uh, four and a half, five years old. We might as well say five because he just had his birthday. But he went by faith of being with his uh, grandmother, hearing about Jesus because he know I love Jesus. Everybody know me that I'm a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a Jesus fanatic. I love God. Hey, hallelujah. And he followed everything I said. Like Simon says, take your hands out. Simon says, put your arm up. Simon says. So it was easy for me to take a child and say, raise your hands and say, Jesus, Jesus. Say, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. 
that Jesus come into my heart, come into my heart. Beloved, here's a testimony worldwide. My five-year-old grandson started crying. And I looked at him. I said, why are you crying, baby? He said, I'm not sad. I said, well, why are you crying? He said, Nana, I feel so happy. He said, I don't know. He said, Nana, I feel happy, Nana. And he was crying like somebody had really did something to him. He couldn't stop crying. And it touched my heart. I said, oh, my God, my grandbaby, no God saved. He has accepted God, and now that Holy Spirit, hey, is poured out over him. How I know it? Because all he did was say, Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, saves me. And he said, and I said, praise the Lord. He said, praise the Lord. And all of a sudden, he just felt the peace of God. He started crying. And he said, I feel so happy. He said, I don't know, Nana, I feel so happy. And I said, well, let's praise God and thank God. And he gave me a hug. And I want to I stop right there because I want to tell all the grown-ups and all the parents around the world, Touch your little children, touch your big children, touch your teenagers. Give them a hug. Be in agreement with them. Take them into the inner courts and behind the veil. Just let God come into their heart, you know, so that they can feel as though you interceded and prayed with them that when they see you go forth, it will push them to go forth in the things of God. Some of them may not show it until 10, 20, 30 years later, but the thing is you offered them salvation then. And I and I could almost see you through your phone talking about that was a child. Well, the Bible said, For, forbid not little children to come unto me. Jesus didn't say what age you got to be to come unto him. He said that he will pour out his spirit over all flesh. That's children, adults teenagers, grandparents, grown people, that you just got to believe you can receive. Isn't it beautiful to accept Christ at an early age and knowing that all his life, as he grew up to be a man, that God will be right there with him in and out, that he could call upon, hey, the Holy Spirit, and God will minister, give him dreams and, and give him visions, and that even with that, and i give you another testimony. I feel like it. I'm going in. I'm going to give God the glory. This same baby, I thank you so much, that call dropped. But I'm going to get that testimony out. I'm going to get it out. You know, the same baby that my son told me, he said, Ma, he said that he has a cold, a cough been in the stove for a while, and he had to go home because it was just in his chest. And as I say, I'm from the South, so there are certain things that we would just give, you know, like a hot tea or uh, some peppermint. If I had my camper oil, we would rub the chest. It's almost like Vicks. But the camper, you could always take a little piece of it and just put it in your mouth. And But you can't do that with Vicks because <laughs> you'll hurt yourself, so don't do that. But this camper oil, it was so many things that you could do for a cold. But what I did by faith, I said, come here, baby. I said, I cover you in the name of Jesus. And this is from generation to generation. I cover you as my grandchild from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. I rebuke that infirmity. I rebuke that sickness. 
I took authority, beloved, that we have authority over dark places, over valleys. We have authority and have dominion over this earth. I went by faith that my stronger than that little baby and that little infirmity that's on his body, that I rebuke that thing in the name of Jesus. It's not about me, but it's the name of Jesus, the power that can cleanse and heal all things. And yes, he did. That all of a sudden that thing broke. I, I watched it and I listened to it, and I could finally hear him produce a cough. Don't you know that when there is a, a, a chest congestion or that there is some type of cold in a child's chest, it could turn to pneumonia. That we as parents and mothers and fathers and grandparents, that we got to do what the Bible says, lay hands on those that are sick so they can be healed. That we can go take them to the doctor, we can take the medication, but we also got to do it by prayer because that's a, a slippery thing. That that adversary busy, he'll try to come in there and mess with your faith. And I had no medications. I just went by prayer and I laid hands. I rebuked that thing, and that thing broke. <laughs> when his parents picked him up, I said, "Call for mommy and daddy." He said, "He said there's no cough." <laughs> you got to believe it. So God can cleanse you. You got to be grateful and humble. And I thank God. And this is a mercy uh, prayer of saying, God, thank you. I'm so grateful that we have the power that God has given us. He said to have dominion. And as we look at verse 19, he and he said unto them, arise. That means get up, go thy way. That means by faith you get ready to do a thing. And when you do it, thy faith have made thee whole. Hey, that my grandbaby got whole because I believe by faith that in the name of Jesus and the word of God and just to pray unto God, and I'm in agreement with God, and I ask God to use me as a vessel to pray over my grandchild, he got healed. You can do the same, beloved, that I come to tell you today that your God is the same today as yesterday. You got to believe by faith that he still in the healing business. He's still a miracle and sign God. You don't want to be like the nine lepers that got this blessing. You know, I thank God for my money. I thank God for my healing. I thank God I was able to travel. I thank God for my home. And you do a little, little uh, empty little prayer. So thank you, Jesus. And God, I'm so grateful. But when you do like that Samaritan who got all the way down and prostrated himself and got all the way down into the dirt of the ground, put all the way down to his feet and kneeled, and he cried out, oh, God, have mercy. When I pray, I be saying, God, have mercy, not only on the person that I'm praying for, but on me, God, as well, because I'm not perfect. But, God, I say, use me as an intercessor right now to use me, to go into the intercourse behind the veil for your people. And I want to tell you that God is a healer. Hey, hallelujah. We got to trust him in our pain. We got to trust him when we go to the doctor. We got to trust him when we get medication. We got to trust him when we have prayer. We have to trust him that he can cleanse us if we do it by faith. Don't forget now, it's an action word. When God tells you to say go, Go to the house of worship and gather yourself together. Forsake not to do that. Don't you know you get stronger 
when you go where two or three are gathered, that we pray in one for another, that you can feel the presence of God because he'll show up? Don't you know that when you come in fellowship with other believers, don't you know that when you just say, praise the Lord, and mean it from your heart, stop critiquing, stop judging, stop measuring up. We ain't got time for that, beloved. This world crisis, this global warning, wars on top of wars and things that's going on and rumors here and there, we need the presence always of God, the mercy of God, hey, the grace of God. We don't have time for the foolishness. So I want to encourage you today, pull out your Bibles and look at Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. Arise yourself. Go your way by faith so God can make you whole. Only God can do it, beloved. If God can't do it, it can't be done. I'll say it again. If God can't do it, it can't be done. We want to thank God for his mercy and his grace. We want to thank God because only God can do it. And that we just have to hold on and to know that forever that we need to trust our God and trust him in such a way that he will always love us and he will always be with us. God bless you again, beloved. Let us listen to Jason Nelson and forever. And forever in the praise that God will be with you always. Amen. Amen. That your God will forever be there for you. Amen. But God loves you that long. I'll be committed to you. I'll never leave you. Nothing in this world can make me walk away. No matter what life may bring, I'll be by your side. No matter what you think, you won't be lonely.
I love it. It says forever is a long time. <laughs> you got to pardon me today. You know, when I think about the goodness of Jesus, you know, can you imagine that here he is the king of kings, he is the Lord of lords, and that we, his creation, was going through all these changes and that we was not being obedient. We was not following the rules of God and doing what God told us to do. And that here Jesus decided that God said that you can go down and make known and give them a blueprint for living and to follow my ways and I will cleanse them and heal their land. That we were the lepers that sores and lepers that's rejected and we were the lepers in pain and we were the lepers that were full of sin and we are those good Samaritans that we've been overlooked and we were those nations of people that's living by hope and we were those who were having separatism because of our culture and the color of our skin or if we male or female and we've been bashed because of our race. All of these things. All of these things were a problem for us as human beings and God's creation. But Jesus said, I will go. That that God came to us to show us that the kingdom of God is inside of you if you will allow God to show that you are special, that you are his beloved, that we can call upon him and the angels and that he will answer Oh, my God, that God's love is for you. We just got to hang on in there to know that our God is able to do anything but fail. Good God Almighty. We don't have time to talk about each other. We don't have time to stab each other in the back. We don't have time to turn on one another. We don't have time to set up and undermine each other. We don't have time for that. I'm telling you, you're going to reap the things that you have sown. When you badmouth somebody, you're going to be badmouthed. When you try to hurt people on a job, that you're going to be hurt on your job. You can lose your job. When you try to lay traps for other people and you do deliberate evil, that evil is going to follow you. The word cannot come back void. So you want to go out in peace. You want to go out in love. You want to go out in fellowship. You want to go out in the right standing with God. 
you know, I come on this radio to preach and glorify God because God has given me the opportunity, and I thank God for it. I don't have time to worry about another preacher. I don't have time to worry about somebody exo-Jesus. I don't have time to worry about somebody else's sermon. I do not have time to worry about somebody else on radio and TV. It is sad that God has commissioned you to be a speaker before men and you want to speak negative about some other preacher, teacher, or gospel of Jesus Christ, that you are the judge and the jury, or you're going to judge somebody because they have on a pink suit and they're a man, or you're going to judge somebody because uh, you're going to lie and talk about them. Did God tell you to go and talk about somebody, or he said go preach the gospel of Jesus Christ unto all nations? Right there, that shows he's a liar. Those preachers on TikTok and those others that's on uh, YouTube, and they talking about bashing other preachers, putting down the gospel that they have preached about Jesus Christ. He said, go to all the nations, the Great Commission, and Matthews. He said, go. He did not say, go run your mouth, go point your fingers, go judge, go try to line up somebody's uh, self-worth by what you value, he said, go preach the good news. The good news is Jesus. Hey, the good news is eternal life. The good news is salvation. So I want to encourage you that as you listen to us Monday through Friday, that you stay encouraged and you go by faith and you go in trust and you go in the word of God that God is able to do anything but fail. Go, beloved and knowing that you are wonderfully and beautifully made in this image. God don't make no junk. And that just say to God, God, I'm grateful. Thank you for cleansing me. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to live in this land of the living. And I'm still here in spite of the wars, in spite of COVID, in spite of all the sickness and diseases, that I'm so grateful. And if you could go to a house of prayer, house of fellowship with other believers, give them a true hug, but go in love. Go in love and also go in peace. God bless you again as you listen to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. We come to tell you that Jesus is all right and for you to press on. Matter of fact, let us listen to Kira Shears now at this time, Miss Shears. Amen? Amen.
gonna do when you need a little more grace? Yeah. How you gonna respond when they try to save your face? The songwriter says, what you going to do? And we are going to press on. I want to end out with this final thought, beloved, and I want you to look at verse 20. We're looking at Luke chapter 17. Our main focus was verses 11 through 19, but now our focal point, I want you to look at verse 20. And when Jesus was demanded of the Pharisees, kingdom of God shall come, Jesus answered them and said, listen now, it's very important, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. I'll say it again, that the kingdom of God sees you, sees how you glorify God, see what kind of faith that you have, and see how you're treating your brother. Good God Almighty. God's kingdom is inside of you. If you look at Matthew chapter 24, verses 33, 38, and 37 and 41, that you got to know that you are the reflection of the light, beloved, and that God's kingdom is inside of you. You don't have time to perpetrate. You don't have time to fake. You don't have time to not be in the right standing with God Why? Because God is and will ever be the Lamb of God, that we are to be grateful and that God died for us and that blood was spilled. And I want to encourage you, beloved, that whatever you do, don't put down one another, but walk by faith, walk in love, and walk in repentance that only God, only God, and give us what we need, but we have to trust God, that we have to believe God, and we have to be humble before God. God bless you. And remember now, if you don't have anything nice to say, then you shouldn't say it at all, because only God can turn that negative to a positive. And we, as a reflection of God, that we should love each other the way that Christ loved us. Remember now, Give him the glory, give him the praise, and go forth in your faith and to know that your God can do anything but fail. God bless you again. You've been listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. Amen.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.